Look at Clint Moore. Clint Moore is way more worthwhile being in X Games than me with double flips, varials, 360s, all the flip combos. So I'm not even complaining about me, but there's a lot of guys that have been doing this for a long freaking time that weren't chosen because they either didn't have the right friends or they didn't have the right helmet. And I think that really pisses me off. And it's no disrespect to anybody that did get invited. Because you know what? If I got an invite on a year that I didn't really deserve it, I would freaking take it. I'd be there and I'd do whatever I could. So you can't be mad at any of the guys for this, but I can be mad at the organization. And I am. Hi and welcome to the Riders Lounge podcast with a special mini-series, I guess you'd call it, on the X Games Summer 2021 event with an overall review and also going into a lot more in-depth analysis on each discipline in their own small podcast episodes as well. I'm your host for the podcast, normally Steve Sommerfeld, that hasn't changed since the start, and in this episode, and actually this mini-series, to make things a whole lot more interesting for you, rather than sitting there and listening to the nonsensical ramblings of a never-has-been, talking about a competition he's never ridden in, I thought I'd bring in a few different riders and fans who can help me actually do a little bit of the heavy lifting of giving a review on the first major international FMX competition of 2021. And hopefully you won't get so bored as you probably normally would if you were just listening to me alone. So in this episode, we'll have the results. If you haven't already seen them, I'd be very surprised. But if you've been busy, you can listen in here for the full results and a bit of an overall impression of X Games from some pretty big names, actually, that are in here today. What will get interesting, however, will be the next five episodes after this one. We'll review each discipline and have different people's opinions on each one. So we'll have a wrap-up of Freestyle Moto, Best Whip, 110s, the new one, Best Trick, and Quarter Pipe. We'll be going into the highlights, the lowlights, who should have been there, what the judging was like, the course, the time that it was on, I don't know, whatever. We'll go into it all. To introduce the first group who will join me on this first installment, and I really wasn't sure how this was going to work, um, but I am pumped to have some X Games gold medalists actually join to give their opinion, such as Adam Jones, who won gold in freestyle in 2007, I think it was, and a whole bunch more medals. And also another gold medal winner from Best Whip and one of the original FMX riders in the world, an absolute legend of the sport and still riding, mind you, Edgar Torrenteres. Do you remember watching him? I think it was like Krusty 2 was his first video. So he's been around for so damn long and he's still got one of the best whips in the world at over 40 years of age. We'll also be joined by a bunch of different guys throughout this little series so you can get their take on the events overall because there are a few points that I didn't even realize when I watched it. But we'll also have the unofficial FMX fact checker, a guy who knows just about everything that has ever happened in the sport because I don't even know. Maybe he's got a superpower of the best memory. But Jamie Squibb seems to just have his ear to the ground on everything. Or maybe Squibby just spends way too much time on Instagram. I don't know. Also, we'll have Antonio Navas, El Presidente of the Yadis FMX team in Spain, or Lydus FMX team, however you want to call it. And actually, he's the older brother 
of a writer who, in my opinion, should have been there. And I think a lot of other writers' opinions should have been invited. Gwilym Navas, or Navas Petit, on Instagram if you've seen him. And we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But he's young, and I'm sure he'll get his shot one day. Also, we'll have the young Rossi Grizzle, a young guy from England who's just getting back into riding FMX. And I wanted to get his opinion on X Games more from a fan's point of view. I mean, we're all fans. We wouldn't be here if we weren't. But I wanted to hear from someone who's not banging on the doors to get shows or enter comps. I just wanted somebody who just loves watching videos of anything freestyle moto that gets you all pumped up to ride, just like I felt. 20 years ago when I was watching X Games or Krusty or IFMAs or IFMXF and just wanting to go throw my helmet on and try to do the dumb stuff I just watched on TV. In the upcoming episodes though, we will have many, many more riders giving their opinions in the different disciplines, but you'll have to find out who worked out how to even send a voice message on WhatsApp to see who made it in time. Now, before we kick this off, there is a lot of commentary from different writers and myself about to go down in this episode so I want to say a huge thank you to Rothaus, Ten and Zepfler for keeping me going with their alcohol-free beers. This is a long one. I'll probably need a couple to get through this. You'll probably need a couple as well to listen to it. Now before we get into the nitty-gritty, I will go through the full results and then we'll hear from everybody and uh, I might even give my opinion at the end. I, I have been told that I kind of sit on the fence a little bit because I, I kind of have to. My job here is just to ask the questions. I'm not out here giving answers too much. But uh, maybe I might share an opinion or two at the end of this. Anyway, here are the results. If you haven't seen it and you couldn't be bothered because you can't, Get to watch it on YouTube or Facebook because it was geo-blocked in your country. I do understand that. So if you don't want to know the results, I wouldn't say turn away now. Just skip forward like five minutes and you'll be fine. If not, Freestyle Moto, of course, first event on the block. And I think actually I'm going to go from last place to first, actually. So Benny Richards, young gun from Australia, Surprised a lot of people with his invite. Unfortunately, he didn't have the time of his life that he probably wanted to. He ended up in eighth position with 56 points. Jacko Strong. Now, you'd probably be thinking I reversed orders here and went for second place. No, actually, Jacko was in seventh with 68.66. Harry Bink. Hey, oh, sorry, hang on. What did he get? 85 points. And he finished his run with a nice little... Whiskey throttle over a berm into the bushes. So I'm sure you've probably already seen that. Takahigashino, 87.33. Now this is where things are getting really close. Taka, 87.33. David Ronaldo with a brand new trick called the Bobby, I think it was called. 88.33. Rob Adelberg. 89.33. Josh Sheehan. Okay, hang on. Rob Adelberg, that's third place. So David was fourth, missing out by one point. Rob Adelberg, 89.33 in third. Josh Sheehan in second, 89.66. So only 0.33 of a point away in second place. But then, almost three points clear in first place, 
the first German to win a gold medal at X Games in freestyle. Luke Ackerman, who has been on an absolute role of winning just about everything. He's the world champion. He won Red Bull Dirt Diggers. He's the first to do a double backflip dirt to dirt. He was the youngest to do a double backflip. Youngest to do a backflip at the time. I don't even know how long ago that was. Maybe 10 years ago. He's got a whole bunch of records. Actually, I think he just did Travis Pastrana's mini flip record as well not too long ago. So Luke Ackerman surprised maybe even himself, but his run actually looked very similar to what we would see at any other competition. It didn't look like Luke was, you know, stressing himself on that first run. Okay, he was doing double backflips, so there's a lot of stress there and one of the biggest 360s ever done, but he was almost three points clear of Sheeny, Adelberg and David Ronaldo Three huge names who have got so many X Games medals and everything else to their names. So it was quite a surprise there. But we'll talk a lot more about Freestyle Moto in the very next episode. In Best Whip, Corey Creed, his name's on the list. Unfortunately, he didn't ride because he crashed out the day before. So in seventh place in the qualification round, Colby Raha, Sheeny in sixth, and Jared McNeil just missing out on... The best whip final. So that's why you will not hear Jared McNeil's name mentioned in the final run, which finished as Axel Hodges in fourth on his home turf, Tyler Berriman in third, Genki Watanabe or Wanky in second, and the old dog who's still learning new tricks, actually still doing the same tricks. He's just throwing out massive whips. Tom Parsons takes the gold in best whip. In the 110s, brand new event. In seventh, it was Tyler Berriman. Sixth, Pat, uh, Pat Casey. In fifth, new name, Banks Hovey took out fifth. In fourth, Tim Ritson, another new name. In third, with the bronze, Jared McNeil. Second, Colby Raha. And on his home turf, now he got his gold medal, Axel Hodges. In best trick, this could have been so much different, but it looked like the course was difficult. There are a whole bunch of little things going on, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. Only six riders in best trick. Luke Ackerman, he pulled out, uh, but J.O. Archer unfortunately crashed out on a double flip, ending up with 47.33. Jacko Strong in fifth again, 74 points. Well, not again, but second last, 74 points. Sheeny, 87.33 for him in fourth place, but then into the bronze medal, Harry Bink, the double backy with the one-hand knack, 90.33. Second place with a brand-new trick, David Ronaldo, that new body burial looking like some sort of, I don't know, what you'd call it. <laughs> I need to go back and look at that actually in slow motion a fair few more times and try and work out the movement he's trying to make. But it's, yeah, just kind of a different Cali roll on the opposite side of the bike and kicking up and spinning around and making it look good. Second place, 91.66. And in first place, Bobby Dazzler, 
Rob Adelberg with another X Games gold medal to add to his tally with 93.33. In the quarter pipe competition, well, Corey Creed, his name's still on that list, but yep, all zeros across the board there because he did crash out the day before. Uh, broken thumb and pretty bad concussion, I think, was the end result of that. So Creed out, Tom Parsons in sixth with his best height of 28 feet 1 inches. Jared McNeil just 4 inches higher at 28.5, or 28 feet 5 inches. Cole Denny just missed out on a bronze medal. He was looking like he could have picked up the bronze with 34 feet and 6 inches. And then Tyler Berriman on his last jump, or maybe his second last, he just snuck past him overall with 37 feet for third. Axel Hodges and Colby Raha. Now, this was the, let's say, the battle, especially on Axel's home ground. And Axel ended up in second, 39 feet and 2 inches. Colby Raha sent it from the very first jump. Almost every single one of his jumps on quarter pipe would have been a gold medal i think there's only two that were a bit shorter and one of them he threw a knack out 40 feet nine inches setting a new record just pipping Corey creed by one inch from his record i think from norway the year before which was 40 feet and eight inches so imagine if Corey creed had actually not crashed out that would have been a hell of a competition especially with colby axel and Corey there at the top so there's the results. Now let's get into hearing what the riders have got to say about it all. First up, a guy who has worked his ass off to win X Games Freestyle before and someone who had as much right to be there and riding with his own style as anyone else, Adam Jones. And the reason I say that is, even though he doesn't have three double backflip variations in his run or a body varial in his repertoire, Adam is one of those riders who brings style and execution to any competition as his number one priority. And I definitely saw plenty of memes in the lead up to X Games talking about how many double backies are we going to see at this competition. So as freaking unbelievable as it is, it does become a little bit repetitive. Now, I'm probably going to be eating those words and being a bit of a hypocrite, uh, because in the biggest events, you want to see the best riders. And a double backflip is one of the best tricks. But on the other hand, there is another element to FMX. And that is innovation and variety. In a way, I want to know how good could have Adam's runs been by not needing to stress so much about the course for these high-risk tricks. And could he have like put a run together and just run rings around everybody else with all of his tricks that we know he can do rain, hail or shine. We'll never know. And that's probably why public opinion was on Adam's side as to, you know, when he didn't get that invite and he was pretty pissed and it was on Instagram. And even on another point, in 2009, Adam Jones returned to the world championships after, I think, 12 years of not riding the series at Night of the Jumps. He returned and he was on the podium at every single event he competed in. And if he actually made it to every event of 2019, 
I think he had a few clashes with other show commitments. He probably would have finished the full season on the podium. That's just how dominant he is with the tricks he has that he knows he can make look good on any course. Anyway, we'll talk about invites later, and actually, I think he might even bring it up. So, here's Adam Jones. All right, what's up, Riders Lounge guests? Steve Summerfield asked me to be here. My name's Adam Jones. I am professional internet shit talker. Seems like that's about the only thing I'm professional at these days. Steve hit me up, wanted my little X Games recap, what I thought about the event. So uh, here we go on WhatsApp voice note, giving you guys a little update for the 2021 Summer X Games Freestyle Moto events. Uh, starting off by saying WhatsApp voice messages are not my thing. I like to uh, have more thought out responses on uh, single questions at a time. So this may be rough, but I'm going to give it my best go. So there were things I liked the 2021 Summer X Games, and there were things I really didn't like. Um, to start off with the things that I liked, I liked that we had some sort of a course again. Um, I liked that this course was not, you know, three or four ramps set in a way that allowed riders to do their bangers on every single jump of every run. I think that concept has gotten completely stale and needs to go away. Coming into X Games, I'm sure a lot of people heard I was very vocal about selections. I do think the whole event has, uh, you know, it's just become too much of a... I don't know. I think in some instances, Monster has way too much influence on who gets invited and who doesn't. I think they do want to stack the field with Monster athletes as much as possible. Obviously, the guys that deserve to be there are going to be there one way or another. So um, it's not like they're not going to invite other helmets. But when it comes down to, you know, only inviting a certain amount of like Rockstar Red Bull helmets, and then, you know, ensuring that the rest of them are monster helmets. That's what it seems like to me. And it frustrates me. And you know what, dude? There's a couple guys that I, I thought were questionable to be there in freestyle motocross. And I mean no disrespect to these people because I like these people. I like Harry Bink. I don't know Benny Richards, but he seems like a really nice kid. And, you know, I think he's an up-and-comer, which is what we need in freestyle motocross. So I have no problem with these guys. What I have a problem with is when X Games plays stupid games that interfere with my and other professional athletes careers right and this is something where I just I didn't agree with it and what's it matter if I don't agree with it because whether or not I agree with it doesn't really change anything but I didn't agree with it because I could just look at it and see what they were doing and you know hey I'm sorry Harry but I don't think Harry's a free cell run rider I think Harry is a best trick guy and you know Benny probably did not have the run that he wanted by any means he had really rough go that weekend. And I mean no disrespect to him, but there was how many other guys that are seasoned, ready to go, that could have performed on the stage. And I, I, I wanna be very, um, I wanna be very, sorry, somebody just walked in the room and threw me off. Uh, I, I wanna be very clear that like, I'm not talking smack about these guys. Everybody needs a shot. It's really hard to get your shot in free sub motocross these days because there's no proving ground. So I get it and everything. But yes, I was frustrated. And, and it's, I've said this time and time again, it's not only about me, but look at Clint Moore. Clint Moore is way more worthwhile of being in X Games than me with double flips, varials, 360s, all the flip combos. So I'm not even complaining about me, but there's a lot of guys that have been doing this for a long freaking time that weren't chosen because they either didn't have the right friends or they didn't have the right helmet. And I think that really pisses me off. 
And it's no disrespect to anybody that did get invited. Because you know what? If I got an invite on a year that I didn't really deserve it, I would freaking take it. I'd be there and I'd do whatever I could. So you can't be mad at any of the guys for this, but I can be mad at the organization. And I am. And we've been through this before, kind of with the, everybody that remembers Freestyle Motocross remembers Willie Watts. He was just, uh, you know, pulling a needle out of a haystack pick for X Games that they thought was going to be magical. And it just kind of proved why you don't pick guys like that. Because if anybody remembers correctly, it was two dead sailors from Willie Watts that year in Best Trick. So anyways, my point is, I think X Games sucks right now. <laughs> As a group of people that are putting on an event, I wish they'd get past all the bullshit, have open qualifiers, or have a better organization that picks riders, and just say, hey, Monster, you want to title the event, title sponsor? That's great. We appreciate that. Stay out of the invites, though. That's just my take. So anyways, to sum it up, Yes, I was pissed for me and a couple other guys that have done all the work for the last 20 years and just got, you know, thrown aside. And um, But on a good note, I liked where Freestyle Motocross was heading this weekend, the fact that we had a course and everything. I think that uh, I hope it opens some eyes to the fact that a course in FMX is what we need again. I really hope that's the case. Congrats to Luke Ackerman. I love watching Luke ride. He's just such a wild man. You know, he does not give any shits. He goes out there. He's got massive tricks, and he just throws them, rain or shine, no problem. So I think he's a really cool kid as well. I'm glad that he got the gold. Okay, I'm going to cut Adam off there. He did trail back into the freestyle motocross run analysis, but actually I'll put that up in the next episode, which will be dedicated just to FMX, and you can hear exactly what Adam had to say about that one. All right, next up, Jamie Squibb. Okay, so... X Games 2021 at Axel Hodges' house. Um, yeah, overall, um, obviously very happy to see big competitions happening. Um, so right off the bat, that's a big positive. Um, highlights for me, probably, I think, Cole Denny getting an invite for Quarterpipe. I like that dude. So I was really stoked to see he got in at the last minute and was competitive up until Berriman's last jump. Cole was sat in third place. So very impressive. Um, FMX was cool. I think the course looked difficult for freestyle tricks. Um, we know Axel can absolutely shred around the place um but i think for fmx tricks it looked quite difficult um good to see sheeny and adelberg flip doing flip tricks over the 120 ramp uh luke ackerman's 360s were bigger than they already were before uh so that was mind-blowing and david ronaldo rode super good stuck that new trick in the middle of his run, which is very impressive. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff went down, to be fair. And the other thing I thought was good to see was the new next generation Levi Sherwood takeoff ramp. Um, I rode it a little bit myself at Red Bull Dirt Diggers a couple years back. Um, it's an impressive bit of kit, so it's good to see that making its way into 
the big competitions. Um, the only thing I did think with that was it was on such a massive step up that I don't think it really utilised what that ramp can do in terms of hang time and air time because it was on such a big step up. Um, but yeah, cool to see it. As I was asking the guys their opinions on the events that were at X Games, I realized halfway through when I was asking Navas about the 110s that Step Up wasn't actually there. So here's a quick point from him just on Step Up. But we'll have more from Navas in the next episodes on every other discipline. So you'll have to come back and listen to those ones. Anyway, this is what Navas has got to say about Step Up. Yeah, for the step up, uh, I got really surprised I didn't see step up this year because I think it's a competition that everyone likes it, and it's one of the the only com- competitions that you don't have any judging and you can really see who's the winner. So by throwing the bar, you know. So yeah, I would I would keep I would keep uh, having step up for the next uh, X Games. That's for sure. Now it's time to hear from FMX Grizz, who's basically just a huge fan of FMX from over there in England. And I just wanted to see what he had to say about it all. My overview of X Games 2021 as a fan, I thought it was pretty gnarly. Um, It was a big, mad course for everyone. But um, yeah, it's been two years since we've seen everyone competing at um, a high level. And um, really, Axel probably took gold just for having the X Games hosted at his house. Like, that's a big milestone in itself. So I bet he's just stoked for that. But um, I think X Games made a bold move in um, taking it all different for the whole X Games, bringing it to people's compounds. But I think it was a good decision. Um, But obviously, I think maybe there could have been minor improvements just as you could see there's quite a few crashes where people are struggling with their runoffs um and i think the course was sort of scattered a little bit where certain riders didn't know but i know that was down to riders not being able to get enough practice time in and not understanding the course but um i think yeah x games done well with it but it all seemed a bit i don't know there was something about this X Games. I, don't, I think we're all used to it, seeing it in a big main stage with all crowds. And I guess everything's new. And they just wanted to keep the fans entertained and that. But, um, yeah. All right. Now, last but certainly not least, the legend of FMX, who invented so many tricks way back at the start, before it was even called FMX. It's Edgar Torrenteres. Again, like Adam Jones, Edgar had more than enough reasons to be invited to compete in Best Whip since he's already got four medals, including a gold. And at over 40 years of age, in my opinion, Edgar still has one of the most impressive whips in the game. Now, unfortunately for Edgar, he wasn't invited this year. But it may be a little bit more political for his absence than for most riders, having just recently let's just say, moved on from Monster, who of course is the title sponsor of X Games and Adam Jones already brought that point up. But did that have any sway in in his invite not coming through? 
I don't know. I actually asked Edgar if he'd like to do a few WhatsApp messages on his thoughts on X Games as a writer who has ridden, I would say, probably more FMX events and comps than any other writer in the world. And actually, Banana Face came back to me and said we should do a full podcast instead. So that will be released very soon. After this short mini-series of X Games reviews are done, I'll put that one out. And you really, really won't want to miss that one because Edgar does not beat around the bush. And when he asks to jump on a call, do you think I'm going to say no to this legend? Anyway, to give a little bit of context just on this snippet from Edgar, this was towards the end of our two-hour chat about all things X Games and everything else that was going on in the background leading up to this event. And it was really hard, actually, to find the best couple of minutes for this short overview. The question I had asked him was actually about the lack of a crowd and how that would affect the riders about to throw down their run. And is there a lack of adrenaline when you don't have 10,000 screaming fans cheering your name before you start? I think because it's, it's cold, not not he. It's cold. The situation, the 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 the, the question of the X Games like this without crowd makes you. What is the, what is the motivation? It's not the motivation there because finally, you know, three or four. I don't know because I don't see the judges. Mm. But when normally you can see the judges, you can see on on its fighters. Where where are the judges and the judges? You can you can you have a minute to see when they they put the the numbers or the results or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have in the middle of San Diego, in the house of uh, Axel Hodges, all perfect for you know because it's his house. Yeah, and then he's the kid of monster, and if he say whatever. That the Mera monster gotta pay, no problem. And we did, they did, sorry. And but it's not a crowd, it's not motivation, and you feel like cold, like oh, I can, I can do mistakes, and the mistakes, the mistakes comes because I don't know that pressure, that pressure makes you. For me, for example, if I go there. I gotta, I gotta get the pressure because it's nobody. I have no motivation and nobody watching me. It's like I gotta jump for for three judges. Yeah. To put me in the top. And well, that's and what I thought. And... Yeah, that's that was my thoughts on it even before. I thought, oh, if they run X Games at Slayground, will there be a crowd? If there's no crowd. How will the writers react to that? And especially that, I would love to see you actually at <laughs> 9.30 in the morning doing freestyle. That would have been funny to see. Or oh, best whip. I, I don't think you would be awake for another four hours. <laughs> for me, for me it's going to be crazy because at 9.30 I am doing whips. It's, it's so early. It's so early. <laughs> in the in the middle of San Diego with no crowd, nobody there, you know, in the middle of like uh, like the forest, you know, doing with for for three three judges to say me, hey, go home, no qualification, Edgar, uh, or something like that. After the travel and all the things, it's, and all the and all the work because finally it's work. 
Yeah. It's work to it's work to to travel there to to be there alone. Uh, uh, all the situation is hard. And uh, well, but imagine if 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 he's crowded there. Oh, if he's if he's full of crowd on this place, gonna be insane. Eh? Yeah. That's what I thought. But what what do you think they... about then, let's say, if we have the same sort of problems next year with COVID uh, and they go back to Slayground next year, uh, would you be happy to see this back at Slayground next year? And if you are happy, then to have a crowd? Or would you think, no, don't put it there, put it somewhere else? I don't know. What's, what's your listen, thoughts? Li- listen, listen, this. If they gotta do the same for next year because the COVID is still in the game, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And they gotta do the same with no crowd. I don't gotta pay the ESPN to watch. <laughs> I don't gotta pay eleven dollars. Is almost eight, eight or nine euros to watch this live because <clears throat> no, I gotta go practice. I gotta go practice to the track with my friends and enjoy a barbecue and a couple of beers. You're gonna put the eight or nine euros of fuel money in your van and go for a ride. No, I gotta put nine euros to, on beers. On beers, yeah, exactly. I am a couple of beers. It's, it's, with nine euros, you, you can you can you can take twelve beers in the supermarket. <laughs> That's. Man, that's expensive in Spain. In Germany, nine euros is like the whole box. <laughs> yeah, but you no, know, in the supermarket in the south, 12, 12, no, nine, 10 euros, you gotta grab 12 beers and you gotta do a super nice barbecue with your <laughs> friends in the park and chill and enjoy that without judges. And then, pull. <laughs> that's true, yeah, without and judges. Or beer. Yeah, yeah, without judges. <laughs> and, then, and we can do like, on a stream by Instagram with with uh, with with the phones. <laughs> oh, oh, we, oh, we 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 can put the judges. We can put the judges. Three or three or four ladies there. Oh, number five, number two. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, yeah, and it's gonna be fun, more fun to watch than 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 the age games again like this. Okay, so. We've got a few opinions there, ranging from good to bad and in the middle and just stoked that it's on. Uh, I probably will give a short sum up from what I've read, from what I've heard, from just watching it all myself as well. And I guess probably touching on a few of the topics that have been brought up in this episode alone. And especially, I guess Adam really spoke about the writer invite and... Actually, before I talk about that, I do want to say thank you to everybody who gave their opinion because that's one of the harder things to do. I mean, it's easy to give an opinion, but you also can get a lot of flack sometimes. And, you know, these guys have definitely been hit before. So thank you for giving an opinion. Um, If you disagree, don't go too harshly on these guys. If you do agree, don't carry on like a clown either. (laughs) Like, it's just an opinion. So uh, there was a few things that were brought up and yeah, like I said, Adam brought up the writer invite one and there 
I think I will actually do a proper full bit of a round table discussion. Let's call it that um, about invites and qualies and things like that. So Adam brought up the monster invites so many riders than anyone else. I have no idea of the politics behind it. Uh, of course, monster sponsors X Games. Yeah, there's monster everywhere and there's a hell of a lot of monster helmets getting around on the course. Um, only one thing I would say to that is I don't see Red Bull running out there and sponsoring that many riders. Rockstar just dropped a whole bunch of their guys, including Adam Jones, Clinton Moore. Um, I can't even think of names right now. Uh, Libor Podma. Like, so the other brands have dropped off or just haven't put that many guys on their like in their stables so yeah there's going to be more monster athletes because monster just seems to be supporting more guys now is that the reason why they got the invite that's a completely different question but it was just something i noticed and i just thought i'd put it out there in terms of the riders who missed out especially on freestyle that's that was one thing that adam brought up and it's probably the main thing we're all looking at now clinton moore not seeing his name there, that was a hell of a surprise. Uh, like Adam said, he's got every trick under the sun. Like, And he, now with a double backflip on top of everything else he's got, man, Clinton would have been so good there. Tom Pagez, what more do you have to say? It's Tom Pagez. He, he has dominated the last 10 years. Adam Jones himself, completely different style. Well, his own style and everything extended perfectly. And speaking of somebody else who extends everything perfectly, Pat Bowden. I, Adam Jones and Pat Bowden, they're kind of very similar riders. Um, and Pat actually has a few more of those bigger tricks. Like, he has done a double backy, and he'll throw down a front flip. There was no cheater ramp. There was no front flip cheater at X Games this year. But Pat can throw down, like, so many different tricks and with the same extension as Adam. Um, and actually another name that hasn't been thrown around an awful lot, and I don't know why, and I, I also didn't say it in the previous episode, Michael Malero, five-time world champion, consecutive world champion. For five years, nobody could beat Michael Malero at Night of the Jumps. He was only beaten in, I think, the last event uh, by Luke Ackerman. I think it, it, the whole series came down to the last event and uh, Luke got it. So Michael Malero, he's got double backflips, front flips, body varials, every damn backflip combo. He's got upright combos, flares and flare combos. And like, so where was Michael Malero in all of this as well? Um, there was another issue with uh, the young guns and... Adam brought it up, and of course, he would have taken the spot if it was on offer as well, and I completely agree. If the offer comes, why would you say no? And Benny Richards, he has been thrown down. He's been riding with Jacko Strong. Seen a lot out of him. I, I remember actually meeting him like 10 years ago or something when he was only a little young tucker, and it's so cool to see him grown up and getting these invites, um, and I think we'll see a lot more of Ben Richards as well, but... And this isn't the the issue from Benny, 
because he did what he could do and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But the question more is the proving grounds for the young guys to come through. How the hell do you get there without somebody putting your name down and really pushing for you or whatever it might be? That's pretty much the only way to get into X Games. So this is the the point that we'll probably go back to a roundtable discussion. How do you find out the best riders to be in this very small group to get in? Open qualifiers, I don't know. That's a chat for another day on how to do it. One other one that was interesting was Cole Denny, who got the last minute invite, and that was from a whole bunch of social media backlash um, from the quarter pipe. There was only six names on quarter pipe, and man, I had so many messages. I had heard of Cole Denny, but I, I was following him, but I didn't really know anything about him. And I had so many messages after the uh, invite list was put out. Everybody's saying, like, where the hell is Cole? And then I realized and I remembered, yeah, he rode Nitro World Games and just sent it. So, and that's often on the biggest quarter pipe that's ever been built. So that was cool to see him getting a last minute uh, invite to make, well, they went from six riders up to seven, simply to put Cole in there. Uh, Guillem Navas, speaking of quarter pipes, I said at the start, I thought he should have been there because I know he's training on that quarter pipe every day over there in Spain. There was no invite for him at the time. They were saying there's only six riders. So for Cole, he's already in America. It wasn't going to be hard for him to get there. Guillem Navas, that would have been near impossible to get a last minute invite. He just wouldn't have made it. But should there have been a place for those two guys before? Anyway, the other issue there with rider invites, um, there's less and less riders every year uh, being at X Games. And well, maybe not less and less. That That's probably being a little bit melodramatic. But it did feel like there was less invites even going out. So TV time is king. And X Games is run by ESPN and so they've got TV commitments how much time does it take to run all of these events and and to run each guy through determines how many invites are going to be there so simply the tough question or the tough call of who even gets one of the very few spots that are available that's a tough one and I would not want to be on that committee or the guy that's making that decision um yeah that's that was just a thought on it all so many good riders but there's really not that many places to put them in and this is a an event made for tv it's it's the big one so as many guys as you can put in that's a tough one okay so that's kind of my thoughts on the rider invite side of things um but actually there was a point from squibby when he was talking about the next gen ramp and I didn't even realize that ramp was in there. I don't think I heard uh, Mason or Jimmy Coleman talking about it during the commentary. I didn't even know it was there. So Squibby sent through the voice message saying he was stoked to see the next gen ramp being included in the comp, but they didn't utilize it very well because it was on a step up and 
I had to go back and I watched the footage and I stopped the the slow motion when Luke was like about to roll down the roll in. It was the first ramp in the double double line. And if you look at it, like, oh yeah, actually that ramp does look taller than a normal comp ramp. And then when you look at it from that side right hand from the front angle looking back towards the ramp and the rider, it's like, oh yeah, it does look like the ramp's a lot taller than Luke is, even though Luke is a big dude. Um so that's a I would say that's freaking awesome that the next gen ramp was there, but it was a shame that you couldn't tell. And the reason is because that ramp that was designed by Levi Sherwood, that is, I think it could be a bit of a game changer. Um, We saw at Red Bull Dirt Diggers just how good that ramp was. Uh, Squibby, like he said, he rode on it and made it look good, throwing out huge whips. Jared McNeil was whipping the crap out of that ramp. Uh, And Pat Bowden, I think Kai Haaser as well. Uh, But Pat Bowden was really showing what you could do even just with regular backflip tricks, just holding them so much longer. You've got so much more airtime and then also that drop and it looks so much better. And guys can double backflip it. Uh, Tom has front flipped it. It's definitely one of those ramps that you can just get everything done off of it and makes everything just look so much bigger. But it is a bigger ramp, definitely comes with more risk. So it is cool to see it at X Games. It just was a little bit of a shame that we didn't really get to see what the the capabilities of that ramp are. If you want to know any more about actually the next gen ramp, listen into the Levi Sherwood podcast episode. Um, We did it, I think, maybe sometime last year. So you'll have to scroll back just a little way. Uh, Find Levi's episode, or actually in the show notes of this episode i'll put the link in um, to find out what levi has to say about the ramp that he designed all right so the 110s that was a new discipline and i didn't really know what to expect so in the upcoming episode talking specifically about the 110s we'll go into a lot more detail but i thought it was actually going to be racing i didn't think it would have been freestyle um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was just a little bit surprised on what it actually was. And what would I prefer? To be honest, I'd probably say racing, if not speed and style, maybe could have even been a better option for the 110s, but whatever. It was something different. Um, some people liked it, some people didn't. And we'll find out who and find out why in an upcoming episode, probably in the next few days. That led on to the step up. So Navas, he was talking about, yeah, no step up, and I just thought of it. And that was a bit of a shame because at Axel Hodges's place, it's not like he can't build something huge. Imagine if Axel or if Jared McNeil turned up there and just started carving out a, a massive step up um, on that course. That would have been actually unreal that would have been so good to see um and another little bit of news a little bit of tidbit news here in the background there was two last minute riders uh tim ritson and banks hovey but actually twitch who was supposed to be riding 
in the 110s. He actually gave up his spot at the last minute for Tim Ritson. So that was pretty cool to hear. All right, the location at the riders' compounds, uh, Grizz brought that up as a fan. And that was one thing that I was a little bit, not that much surprised about it, but how do you make it fair? Uh, when we watched the BMX at Pat Casey's place, uh, they said on there that actually they rebuilt everything and it was an all-new course and, and it wasn't just a, a course that Pat Casey had been riding every day at his own home compound. The freestyle was a little bit different. And in the end, it kind of didn't matter because Axel didn't even win. So you can't even like use that excuse, really. But it was at Axel's house and a lot of guys have ridden there. And have had a lot of practice on it. Um, I I don't know. Like, does that bring in the fairness issue? No one really brought it up, so I'm going to go with it. Didn't really matter this time, but it is just definitely a, a topic to think about. The practice time was also brought up, and I've read that a few times, and and they did talk about it on the telecast. I don't know how much practice time they had, but if riders had been there, let's say, the weeks before or they'd ridden it before it, that's not so bad. But what about the guys who hadn't? What about the guys who flew in? Let's say the the Euros, Luke and David flew in and a whole bunch of Aussies flew in. Or even the Americans who weren't, well, weren't that many Americans in it. But anyway, if you hadn't ridden it before, apparently there wasn't very much practice time and yeah, maybe that could have helped for the riders to get around the course just a little bit better. But then another point that Grizz brought up was there was just something about X Games this year that was not the same. And I think he's right. There was just something a little bit different. But if you're expecting, let's say, 2006 staples center travis pastrana doing a double backflip the crowd goes nuts everybody's in this tight arena and the atmosphere is so much higher and better but you're not going to get that not at this location so that brings me to probably what i would say is the the one point that could have completely changed a lot of people's impressions of x games um if you had a neutral to, let's say, negative feeling towards X Games this year, I think there's one thing that would have changed it because you probably wouldn't have known, and that is actually having a crowd at an event. And the reason I say that is because if the course is difficult, like it was, or it certainly appeared to be because the best riders in the world looked like they were struggling, if there's a crowd there cheering them on, half of the TV time is looking at the crowd's reactions to what's going on. The other half is listening to the crowd. You know, in the background, you'd have the, the commentators talking about it, the crowd going nuts, and it just makes for a better atmosphere for an event. So that's one point. Any issues, let's say if you agreed or disagreed with the judging one way or the other, it doesn't even matter the crowd's also going to give you their opinion of it. And that's getting the cheers or the muted response if maybe their favorite didn't go through, whatever it might have been. It just felt like if there was a crowd, 
it probably you would never have like maybe seen the, the negative or the the small little issues and i think those small issues probably happen in every single event all around the world but with a crowd it masks all of those little points so for me i think it was the crowd that was the point i think where grizz as a fan was saying there was something about x games this year that wasn't the same and it's the crowd edgar said it he'd feel depressed riding around jumping for three judges and yeah i I, i'm gonna put it down to that if if there's one negative it was the crowd now why was there no crowd well this is the time we're living in isn't it 2021 we're still dealing with this covid crap that just hasn't gone away and we don't know when it will so there's two points here covid rules i don't know what the covid rules are in california i've got no idea um a point that edgar brought up in our chat um so he didn't say it in this part but definitely in in the full two hours was um you know there's motocross and supercross there, there are other events going on with crowds why was there no crowd here was it due to covid rules or was it a decision due to the location um was it too difficult for the location was it a logistical thing was it simply a budget thing i don't know but i think a crowd would have just made that entire event just so much better i'm not saying it was bad i'm just saying it would have just made it so much better so this brings me to the last point and i think this is something everybody who spoke here and everybody that's talking about x games the real positive out of all of this is after 18 months of almost every well every event being cancelled pretty much um x games are back they made it happen and that's what i think we should all be taking out of this is despite all the restrictions despite lockdowns despite whatever they still made it happen they made it happen as good as they could have under the circumstances they had and i am still stoked to sit here and watch x games the the event that i've been watching since it started so that was still freaking awesome so i'm gonna give x games 10 points for putting it on because um there's not an awful lot going on right now um in events for anybody any events anything anywhere so that's one final point that i just want to say thank you to everybody that made it happen um one way or another we had x games and we had freestyle motocross back and other action sports so yeah kicking goals with both feet i think actually just carrying on from that point that it was awesome that x games was on this year even though it wasn't the same the next part is what happens next year what will 2022 look like for summer x games we've got 12 months let's see if events kind of go back to normal i'm really not holding my breath on it but um if we're going back indoors if x games is back inside a stadium awesome fill it up fill it up full of fans and everybody will be going nuts 
if they can't and they go back to the sleigh ground, no worries. I'm, I'm down with that. I'm happy just to see bikes in the air, seeing the best riders in the world throw down. That's what it's all about. So let's see what happens next year. Hopefully things go back to normal. If they don't, at least there's a few uh, little points that they probably worked out after this event and they'll make next year even better. So I can't wait to see what happens in 2022. So I just want to say a huge thank you for tuning in, listening to this review of X Games. This is the overall review. We will talk about freestyle motocross, best whip, 110s, best trick and quarter pipe in their own individual podcast. We'll make them a lot smaller. This went a little bit longer than I thought it would have. But anyway, we got there in the end. I do want to say thank you as well again to Adam Jones, Edgar Torrenteros, Jamie Squibb, Antonio Navas, and Ross Grizzle for their opinions on X Games this year. And for everybody else who will be joining me for the individual disciplines coming up, thank you in advance. And if you've got your own thoughts at home on what you saw at X Games, you might even be quick depending on when you listen to this and when I release the next episodes, shoot me through your own voice message. Um, you can jump on Facebook or Instagram and just shoot through a voice message to Riders Lounge Podcast. And uh, if there's some good ones and you've got a, I don't know, an interesting point or whatever, I might even throw it into the episode or an upcoming episode. Yeah, kind of throwing it out there. I was thinking about what's the best way to do it? And really all I can think of is either Facebook or WhatsApp because we've already got the socials there. So yeah, send a voice message. Be awesome to hear from you. Um, I also do want to say a huge thank you to Rot House for delivering the best damn beer in the world. And actually after what Edgar said, maybe he won't be watching X Games if they don't change before next year. So He'll probably have a box of Rothouse Tannin Zephyrs down there having a party instead. I'll probably still be drinking my Rothouse while I'm watching X Games. Um, yeah, let's see. I, I don't know what's going to happen by next year, but until then, um, these cold beers are definitely helping me get through this podcast. That's for damn sure. Um, I also want to say a huge thank you to Lakes Networking for all their help, especially with the RidersLoungePodcast.com website if you haven't checked it out i've been getting a little bit more into the blogging i never i mean it's it's kind of like going back 10 years or 15 years when that's what you did so i'm getting back in there and there's actually some news up that you probably won't find anywhere else so check out writersloungepodcast.com for updates and for the old podcasts as well and again a huge thanks for tuning in i can't wait to bring out the next five episodes in this X Games review mini-series. Until then, have a good one, and we'll see you soon.